Thank you for coming to the podcast, all you tough guys and tough girls. This is Top Turtle MMA Podcast on FlowCombat.com, and we are proud to be brought to you by an amazing MMA apparel company. I'm talking about ADK Fightwear. ADK is a family-run company located in the beautiful, lush Adirondack Mountains of New York. They're bringing you high-quality gear with good, clean graphics, okay? It doesn't look like a tattoo sleeve. You're not going to look like uh, Game of Thrones threw up on your rash guard or your gi. This is just high-quality apparel that's simple. Simple's always best, right? Right now, they're running a presale for their new gray and navy blue geese. These things are sick. Go to adkfightwear.com to check them out. You're going to want to get one. And guess what? It's at an affordable price. I don't know what happened when MMA and jiu-jitsu gear became so astronomically expensive, but that's not the case with ADK. And not only that, if you use promo code TURTLE, all one word, I'm going to spell it out for you just in case you rode the short bus to school. That's T U. R-T-L-E. Get yourself a 10% off discount. So head on over to ADKFightwear.com right now and pick one up. You're going to like the way you look in ADK Fightwear. I guarantee it. ADK Fightwear brings you this episode of Top Turtle MMA Podcast, including our combat countdown of the top five couples in the UFC right now and our interview with Adam Milstead. And it starts right now. Daniel Gumby Vreeland with Top Turtle MMA on FlowCombat.com, and we have the pleasure of speaking to the prototype Adam Milstead, who fights Jordan Johnson at UFC 222 on March 3rd. Uh, Adam, last time out we saw you in a heavyweight fight, actually, against Curtis Blades, who uh, by the time this airs will have fought Mark Hunt, either victoriously or not so much. Uh, how's the recovery going coming along from that fight, and uh, how does your knee sort of feel uh, now that you're back to training? Uh, the knee is uh, almost, I should say, almost about 100%. Uh, I don't think it'll ever get completely better, but um, it's definitely good enough to get in that cage and fight and put on a show. So I have to ask, because obviously, you know, you said it does, it won't ever be 100%. Uh, does, does that have anything with your choice to move down to 205? Uh, and if not, kind of what was the motivation behind going down to 205? Um. You know, I, I used to fight at light heavyweight, and uh, when I did fight at light heavyweight, I wasn't getting as injured as much. Um, I mean, I, I just think my body um, can perform a little bit better. I may not be as strong as I am at heavyweight, but uh, I, I just think uh, I can stay a little bit more healthy and more active at light heavyweight, so that's why I decided to drop Oh, so so that's interesting saying, too, that you feel like you're going to be a little bit less strong down at 205, obviously, because, you, you know, you probably had to change your body composition a little bit. What what have you had to do to sort of get ready for uh, that weight cut down to 205 that you haven't had to do in so long? Uh, I had to give up beer and pizza. <laughs> it, was, uh, it, was, it was a difficult time, and uh, I'm learning to cope with it. I'm learning to uh, move on, so to speak. but. Uh, it's um, actually more or less. It's it's just it's it's watching what I eat, and uh, I'm not doing a whole calorie counting type thing. But I am. I'm working with uh, the guys from the uh, Performance Institute uh, out in Vegas, and so I work with Clint Waterberg, and he uh, 
he's hooked me up with a good plan to, to kind of focus on, uh, you know, dealing with uh, what type of, you know, carbs I should be eating, uh, starches and proteins and stuff like that. So I, I think the worst of it is, is that I, I haven't really had like a real wholesome full meal since this weight cut. Um, but, uh, you know, in the end, I mean, it's, uh, it is what it is. You got to lose weight. You got to get down. So, you know, I started at 235. Currently I'm sitting around about 220, which is right where I want to be. Now I'm at that hard point where I got to maintain that up till, uh, the week of the fight. Yeah, that, that is tricky. So have you done any, uh, any test cuts down to 205 or, or is this sort of, uh, your first time, uh, working through this weight? Well, um, it, it's not necessarily um, a test because here's the thing: it, it's not necessarily a test cut because um, if I can get down to 220 and and it just kind of uh, stay in that area through the the rest of the camp, um, that that'll actually be my fighting weight. Um, the the 15 pounds after that is nothing more than water weight, and that that'll be put right back on mm-hmm. probably within the same day as the weigh-ins. Um, so I, I I don't really consider it much of a test cut other than the fact that I'm here now and I'm training at this this weight and so uh, I'm really getting a good uh, feel for how I'm going to feel inside that cage at night yeah so I got I gotta ask now too you said full no real like full wholesome meal no beer no pizza uh how much is Jordan Johnson gonna pay for that feeling right now uh he's uh, I'm gonna look to do anything I can to give him reconstructive surgery and I mean, I, I'm going to do just, oh, he just pissed me off. You know, George Johnson's a, he's one of those guys who try to come off the trash talk, but he just ends up being a dick in general. And, uh, so with, with not being able to drink beer and, and him calling me out and, and all this crap and it just adds up to it. I just want to get in there, just absolutely knock his brains out. And then, uh, of course, go out and have a celebration drink. So, so you you answered kind of my my next question because I was gonna ask you about what you think about him because uh, he he has been you know more of a trash talker. Let's talk about his style too. I mean, you're a wrestler. He was a wrestler. Uh, how how do you sort of see yourself matching up with him, especially at your new weight class where you said, you know, you feel like you might be uh, a little bit weaker. Um, I'm not gonna be as strong, but I am gonna be faster. So. Uh, I believe speed kills in this game. And, and so uh, I'm definitely a lot faster than I was. Um, training right now, it's kind of opened up a lot more uh, lot more weapons for me. Um, and I have been working with a lot of good wrestlers in the area. Um, I actually uh, introduced uh, Jason Cardillo, who's uh, was the head coach of the Kena um, Mac Wrestling here in uh, Western Pennsylvania. Uh, for the last two years, um, but he also used to wrestle at the Slippery Rock University. Um, but anyways, I, I you know I've, I've been working with him and, and getting a lot of his uh, knowledge through the wrestling game. I mean, it, there's a thing. I don't know if it's with everybody, but for me personally, when I got into mixed martial arts, I I, I kind of stuck with striking more than wrestling, and I kind of lost that wrestling mentality. So he's helping me get it back. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, I don't know, man. We'll see what happens when we get inside that cage. But uh, when it comes down to it, uh, you know, when you're throwing punches in somebody's face, the wrestling game goes out the door. So that's what I'm going to do everything I can to just keep them 
keep him off me, keep him away from me, keep him from being a ladder on me and leaning on me and keep him from being a carpet and laying on me. That's all I want to do. Yeah, and, and so I got to ask too, because, you know, I know you're from Pennsylvania. You just said you're training wrestling in Pennsylvania, but you say a lot of the, the nutritional help you're getting is from the Performance Institute in Vegas. Are you moving back and forth between those, or are those guys kind of like on call for you as a member of the UFC roster? Um, well, I, I went out there about two weeks ago and I, I stayed about a week to kind of analyze my fight game and, and, uh, get some real, I guess, scientific, uh, knowledge on, on where I'm at as far as body wise and strength wise. And so this guy's uh, built up a program for me to continue doing back here in Pennsylvania. Um, but they also, uh, kind of touch base with me about every week and, um, they, ask how I'm feeling, um, you know, if there's any, any anything that they could do, anything they can help, or whether or not they need to tweak the procedures and, and uh, exercise routines they have for me. Uh, so they've been a real big help, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thankful to have them in my corner. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a really cool thing uh, that they have going on because I, I realized that a lot of people were using those, but I didn't realize uh, that also they're, they're sort of making house calls and checking in on you. That, that's absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let me, uh, let, let's end here on, uh, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit different. Usually I end here on a prediction. You already said that you're going to beat him so bad that he's going to need reconstructive surgery. Uh, so that, that's a good enough prediction for us on the fight. So what I want to do is <laughs> I want to ask you that after the fight is over, let's get a prediction on the first pizza topping you're going to need and the first brand of beer that you're going to need. <laughs> well, that's, uh, Pizza topping, uh, there's two that I always go with. I don't know why, but they just taste so good together. It's uh, banana pepper and pepperoni. Um, and then, uh, of course, extra cheese. And then 60-minute uh, IPA, uh, Dogfish Head, is my favorite beer of all time. It's just my go-to to go with uh, IPA-wise. Um, so that's that's going to be – got to find a bar that serves it out there, but uh, that's what I want, man. Oh, I, I love it. I'm, I'm a big Dogfish Head fan myself. I like the 90-minute one. So, uh, <laughs> yes, once yes. again, Adam Milstead fights Jordan Johnson at UFC 222 on March 3rd, and he's looking to get some beer and pizza after that. Thanks again, Adam. <laughs> hey, thank you so much. All right, that interview with Adam Milstead was brought to you by Garage Fit. Listen. A lot of us don't always have the time to get to BJJ class or get to the gym. We all live that corporate go-go lifestyle. We have lives. What can we do, right? But that doesn't mean we don't have to sacrifice a high-quality workout. And that's thanks to GarageFit. If you want to give yourself a great workout routine in your garage or your house, maybe you have an extra bedroom, a guest room you could convert into a workout room. I know what people do. Maybe corner off a portion of the living room. Whatever it is you're going to do, head on over to garagegym.net. They have weighted vests for your sprints, medicine balls for your strength training, foam rollers to work out those pesky kinks in your muscles. And if I didn't mention what you're looking for, have, head over to garagegym.net because they most likely have it there. GarageFit is your answer when you can't get to a pricey gym. Go to garagegym.net, tell them Top Turtle sent you, you're going to thank us later. And we, of course, are Dave and Dan with Top Turtle MMA on FlowCombat.com. And that was Adam Milstead. Dave, what would you think of that interview? He gave up beer and pizza to make 205. This guy's funny. 
<laughs> yeah, I uh, I appreciated uh, the fact that we got a little banter back and forth about pizza and beer. So uh, uh, any fighter who who does that and is prepared to make his opponent pay for it is all right by my book. You know, it kind of ties into a larger theme for me. And I know we're about to talk about this past weekend's fights with Perth. A lot of stars, I think, were born this past weekend. And you just see it with some of these younger fighters in the UFC letting their personality come out. A guy like Milstead, very good on the mic. You know, it's just, it's nice to see, and I think there's been a lot of, you know, whining and complaining because the UFC didn't have, you know, million, million and a half buy rates last year, and they clearly need to move on from the Connor and Ronda era, and maybe even the John Jones, Brock Lesnar era, all steroid, you know, trials depending, and they do have a deep roster of not only talented fighters, but you know, and it hasn't happened yet. I'm not saying, you know, the next Connor is there. There might not be a next Connor, but there might be a next Adam Milstad or there might be a next uh, Tuavasa or Volkanowski. You know what I mean? So it's just nice to see. Yeah, or Idesanya, who who shot a great promo, and Tyson Pedro shot a great promo this weekend. I mean, like, there were like three or four really good uh, post-fight interviews slash press conference afterwards uh, that all had star, star potential well, this weekend. For me, if I'm doing a pound for pound, and maybe this will be a, a future you know, combat countdown of ours, which we love to do, but for me, Idesanya has clearly moved in to the pound for pound best prospect to become a star ranking. Here's why. One... He comes from a kickboxing background. He's now finished all 12 of his fights via the KO, TKO. And that's easy easy to watch. So that's easy to watch. The UFC loves putting that in highlight packages. And he was fantastic on the mic. He also, after the, the show on Saturday, was pictures were taken of him wearing a shirt that said good cunts which that that word you know you could go on uh, submission radio's twitter page they explained that that word is used a little more liberally in australia <laughs> meant, meant kind of as like a cool slang or to say someone's cool so you know this guy Didn't I darren a, till used that in slang with us too once <laughs> i think he did and i didn't yeah. realize it at the time that it you know it's kind of different meaning but he it, said he'd fight any cunt yeah it, right not not like a pejorative <laughs> thing almost so the whole thing though with ida Sonya is this reminded me of connor's debut right because connor came in lit up marcus brimage said we're not here to take part we're here to take over and ida Sonya, i feel like ripped a page out of the connor book stellar performance came in the second round the tko fine but also with that line you know there's a new dog in the yard and i just pissed in the octagon or whatever it was it was fantastic yeah and it it didn't feel fake or forced i think that was the one huge selling point to me he's not the first person to have a dominant debut and say something like that but he's the first person that i bought saying that since Connor. There's been a lot of Connor copycat syndrome the past couple of years. This is real. This is is real. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see where he goes. Uh, You can check out our Twitter feed at Top Turtle MMA. We've had a lot of talk about uh, him and Tuivasa shooting the boot the past couple of days. <laughs> we even had Forrest Griffin weighing in. I tweeted at him, and he said, you know, he still wants to see him fight more competition, obviously, and stiffer competition. And I do hope, it's a good point, I do hope the UFC doesn't rush him by any stretch of the imagination. That was his first fight in the UFC, his 12th fight professionally overall. He's only been fighting for about five, six years. So still a developing fighter, but you know what? You look at Connor. I mean, it was five fights, and he was fighting for the title. If this guy keeps knocking fools out, he he will climb the ranks quickly. Yeah, it's not crazy to think of that. 
Well, it is Valentine's Day, Gumby, so we thought no better a combat countdown than to count down the top five couples in the UFC. (laughs) Can you please try to explain to me, because I think as we were going into uh, recording, I was still trying to figure out how did we rank our couples? Like, what was the criteria to to be ranked as a top five couple for us? Well, so I, I gave it I gave it two different criteria. Number one. Uh, was that they have to be pretty legit when it comes to fighting. So their their fighting skills come into play mm. at least a little bit. Sure. And then on top of that, I said, uh, you know, how funny they are in, in media. So h- how much do I enjoy seeing uh, them, uh, you know, out in public or how funny they are in post-fight press conferences or cornering each other or things like that? This is just the most so, little girl countdown we have ever done, but um, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, All so right. here we go. Combat countdown. Top five couples in the UFC right now in honor of Valentine's Day. And we'll start with number five. Coming in at number five, it's Montana and Mark De La Rosa. Yeah, and Montana is uh, pretty friggin' legit right now. She's debuted at number 11. Uh, actually, I think she debuted higher, but a couple of people have popped in front of her at 125 uh, after a sweet submission victory. And Mark is uh, he's a pretty legit fighter, too. Uh, he took a short-notice fight against Tim Elliott uh, in order to get into the UFC, but he's, he's clearly got the skills to stay. And they corner each other, which is pretty cool. Um, and as a matter of fact, I think except for two pairs on here uh you're gonna see all couples who corner each other which is pretty freaking cool um and these two i think are are long-term staying because they're both so young and it was montana made her ufc debut first correct that's that's correct yep montana first she got a submission win mark de la rosa lost by submission to tim elliott uh so one in one is a couple in the ufc okay not bad not bad all right i like it combined fighting uh you know prowess and they got some potential there coming in at number four we have a former champion and a new man in her life it is this is just the craziest countdown we're ever gonna do it is number four the best couple in the ufc misha tate and johnny nunez yeah so both of these two are technically not in the ufc anymore oh, that's true. Uh, although, You're right. al- although misha tate uh, she's a champ, so she and clearly uh, she's announcing for the UFC. So I guess she's still in the UFC. Uh, Johnny Nunes, I think he had one fight, um, but uh, Misha Tate's well, popularity. Nunes had multiple appearances on the Ultimate Fighter, right? Not, I know that doesn't. Yeah, count I, I'm pretty sure he was on twice. Yeah, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think once he got into the house and once he didn't. Right. Don't 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 quote me on that though. So okay, keep. I mean, hey the. Let's go, buddy. Give me some romance. Why do you like this couple? So I like those two. They're all sappy on uh, social media right now. And, uh, you know, Misha Tate's Misha Tate. She's one of the biggest names in in, uh, MMA. All right. Well, I'll tell you this much. One of the things, because I am very good at spotting this sort of thing, if you go back to that comeback season of welterweights that Johnny Nunes came in. (laughs) Yes. I told you this at the time. I used to watch a lot of 90210 as a kid, a lot of Saved by the Bell. I'm good at spotting potential couples. And there is an episode, the fans can go back and watch, there is an episode where Misha Tate visits the house and the cameras and the producers make a very conscientious decision to show Misha go up to Johnny Nunez in the corner and be like, how's the house? Kind of like, you know, subtext, do you miss me? And I said to myself, (laughs) I said to myself, "Eh, something's going on there. And I was right, because now they are having a kid together. God bless them. Best of luck to them. We'll move out now to number three, probably the most famous couple 
Number three, it's Browsy, Ronda Rousey, and Travis Brown. Browsy. That's the worst combined nickname ever. Uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta put these two at the top because Travis Brown, perennial top 15 heavyweight, and Ronda Rousey for a while, pound for pound, best woman on the planet, uh, in the cage. And, you know, they're married now. She seems much happier in the WWE. Uh, he's still fighting, to my knowledge. It's, I don't know if he's got anything he booked. Yeah, I don't future. think he has anything booked. And actually, there is a new feature on our mothership, flowcombat.com, where they list all the most recent fight bookings. You can check out flowcombat.com for that. But I do not believe that Travis Brown is booked right now, but still in the UFC. And hey, yeah. you never know. If Ronda Rousey, if the WWE thing doesn't work out and she wants that payday, you might see her one more time. Yeah, and in terms of star quality, these two didn't corner each other, but their star quality, I think, is higher. Yeah, it, yeah, it makes sense. The third third place ranking makes sense. You could tweet at us at Top Turtle MMA if you disagree with this completely arbitrary and subjective <laughs> list. Number two, I like this couple. Uh, one is a current champion. It's Amanda Nunes and Nina Ansaroff. Yeah, and once again, active champ, so you obviously had to put her close to the top if we're including some fighting skill in there. And uh, once again, there are a couple who corner each other, so I think that that puts them a little bit closer to the top. Uh, there was like a really good moment when Nina Ansaroff, I think she got her first UFC win recently, uh, and Amanda Nunes like sprinted into the cage. Super happy moment for the, the couple of them. Yeah, that, that like, you know, if they ever do a Hollywood movie of, of Amanda Nunes, because it would probably be Amanda Nunes, right, as the champion, a biopic, that seems like just a Hollywood-esque moment right there. Mm-hmm. Not a dry eye in the house. All right, we'll move to number one, and this is the top couple in MMA, and I actually, this couple, they're very funny. And uh, guess what? It's another current champ. It's Rose Namajunas and former UFC heavyweight Pat Berry. Yeah, I think when I uh, I put together the list, I had to put them at the top just because, um, you know, they they talk a lot about how they've been through a lot of shit and uh at the same time they are absolutely hilarious to listen to either one of them they both cut a great interview they're both hilarious there was that video of rose punching pat in the head while he slept that came out a little while ago that made me laugh um you, although i probably shouldn't laugh at that but like, they were both recently on the rogan podcast and i think honestly you know it's very genuine uh the way they kind of uh just interact and talk to each other they're a great couple what can you say you know let's review this our top five couples in the mm in ufc right now in Rewind, number five, Montana and Mark De La Rosa. Number four, Misha Tate and Johnny Nunez. Number three, Browsey, Ronda Rousey and Travis Brown. Number two, Amanda Nunez and Nina Ansaroff. And number one, Rose Namajunas and Pat Berry. Congratulations on this completely <laughs> arbitrary award in honor of Valentine's Day. Gumby, let's move on from the combat countdown. We have fights this weekend, even though we're coming off a pay-per-view last week. Fighting uh, never sleeps, and the UFC schedule always in full swing around this time of year. It's UFC Austin. Does anyone uh, sponsor this fine uh, breakdown we're about to do? Well, of course, this uh, UFC Austin breakdown is brought to you by Dead Frog Brewery. Dead Frog Brewery is a Canadian craft brewery just outside of Vancouver that brings you high-quality craft brews with no pasteurization and no preservatives. Head on over to deadfrog.ca and check out what they have available, or head to your nearest liquor store and pick some up today. 
Wonderful. So we like to count things down on the Top Turtle podcast. We like to do our combat countdowns, and we also like to count down our top three fights coming up on the weekend, fights that we're excited about, we hope you're excited about, whether it be from a stylistic matching matchup perspective or maybe just a gambling perspective. Here are our top three fights to watch this weekend. Coming in, uh, I guess numero uno, you would say, it's the main event, the fight we're most excited about. It's Donald Cerrone, a minus 160 favorite, taking on Yancey Medeiros, the plus 140 dog. Who you got? Uh, I think I'm going to go with Donald Cerrone. I like how Yancey Medeiros seems to be gaining a lot of speed, but I just see Cerrone as a guy who's going to nullify any time Yancey tries to grapple him, because obviously Cerrone's a great grappler. Uh, and I just see him as being a little too rangy for Yancey on the feet. It's a great tr- chance for Yancey to step up and see what he's made of at 170. Uh, but I just see this as like the wrong guy to run into to crack that. I mean, he's in the top 15. Yancey's number 15 right now, but to like to really crack that top tier of welterweights. Yeah, I agree completely. I can't argue with anything you said. This feels like a nice comeback fight for Cerrone because the last yeah. time we saw Cerrone was the loss to Lawler, if I'm not mistaken, right? Lawler Till, which one did he lose to second? Oh, you're right, Till. Yeah, so he's kind of, yeah, Till a, he's on a two-fight losing streak. This I think it might be three, to be honest. Uh, no, because he beat Matt Brown before that. Let's have the intern look it up right now. Okay. But uh, this definitely feels like Yancey Medeiros um, is being placed, because we all know that Cerrone's a poster boy for the UFC. He's a Dana White favorite. It just feels like this is a, uh, hey, get a win back, kid, kind of fight. But you know yeah. what? Maybe Medeiros will uh, upset the apple cart. But you it's know a what? good it's a good chance for an up and comer. You are completely right, Gumby. He is on a three fight losing streak since beating Matt Brown back in December of 2016. He went 0 for three in 2017. I forgot that he lost to Jorge Masvidal via TKO in huh. January, and then the Lawler, and then the Till losses. So two of the last three losses come via TKO. Uh, that's Thank never, the intern for me. Yeah, that that is never a pretty picture, but okay, very well said. So we'll move on to the fight we are second most excited about, and it's a heavyweight matchup. It's Derek Lewis, very funny guy on social media, by the way, taking on Marcin Tybura. Uh, if you want the odds on this, you could get Derek Lewis as a plus 140 dog, and Marcin Tybura a minus 160 favorite. Should that be surprising to people, Gumby? I think it should, and this is actually my pick of my... My favorite underdog on this card is Derek Lewis, and I think that's because if you look back at their last fights, Tybura fought a pretty good fight against Fabricio Verdum, and Derek Lewis fought a very bad fight against Mark Hunt. Uh, and I think it was a stylistic thing. He didn't quite know what he was doing in there, and he gassed out a little bit. But I just see Tybura as the type of guy who's going to have trouble with Derek Lewis. Like, Tybura lost to Tim Johnson. And to me, Derek Lewis is just a better punching Tim Johnson. So, like, it, as far as styles go, I see Derek Lewis as a bad style for Marcin Tybura, especially if he gets on top. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's a great pick. If you want to make an underdog play, why wouldn't you make it the Black Beast, Derek Lewis? Uh, Nothing for me to add to that, but I want to talk about the third and final fight, which uh, actually really excites me um, because one of these fighters is 8-1 in the UFC uh, at 170, and I feel like he doesn't get the... 55? Sorry, 55, 55, uh, James Vick. Uh, doesn't get the respect he deserves, 
And, uh, you know, James Vick is a guy who has a couple of TKO wins. He's got a couple. He has a head kick win. He has submission wins. He has a rear naked choke. He has a north-south choke. Uh, If you go back to M1, this is a guy who is very dangerous. He has a lot of tools in the toolkit. And he will be fighting Francisco Trinaldo. The plus 175 dog is Trinaldo. Vick, the minus 210 favorite. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, like, really glad that you mentioned how good Mike Vick is. Uh, because I think so many people have missed that, you know, like he, he's very, very legit, right? You said, what was, do you say his record was eight and in one the in the UFC? Yeah. Would you be surprised if I told you that he was facing a guy who has 12 UFC wins in Marcin, in, uh, Trinaldo? Francisco Trinaldo, Trinaldo is 12 and four in the UFC yeah, and that's... listen, listen to some of these wins. Jim Miller, Ross Pearson, Paul Felder, Yancey Medeiros. Mm, the main like, event. Yeah, this dude has fought and beat some really legit dudes. And these guys are both like those fringe top 15 guys in a division that is so hard to crack into the top 15. I think Vic's 14 now or 15, and Trinaldo just recently was 15. So, like, this win should give them, like, that kevin lee tier of next opponent so it's exciting for that reason alone i think i'm gonna go with vic just because he's longer rangier uh trinaldo's gonna have to turn it into like a brawl in like in close quarters and maybe a grappling match uh but i don't think he's gonna be able to do that to james vic so james vic via standing i'm gonna go with finish too boom well you heard it here first those are gumby's picks you can get mad at him if none of them work out for you but we hope you enjoyed our little preview of ufc austin this coming sunday that's right sunday president's day weekend not on the normal saturday so there's your public service announcement for the week gumby any other things we need to wrap up here no, I don't think so. Uh, make sure you follow our social media accounts at Top Turtle MMA on Twitter. You can also email the show at TopTurtleMMA at gmail.com. Uh, and make sure that if you disagree with any of our countdowns, including our completely arbitrary countdown of our Valentine's Day favorite couples, uh, make sure you hit us up on Twitter and tell us why. And please, by all stretch of the imagination, if you are someone who trains in jiu-jitsu or MMA, Go to adkfightwear.com. It's our newest sponsor. We love this company. We rep their shit ourselves. Uh, we like to compete in this stuff. And I am telling you right now, if you go to a competition and you are repping ADK Fightwear, you are going to get a compliment on your gi or any other type. Uh, if you're a no-gi guy or gal, you will get a compliment on your gear because the, the stuff they make is sick. That's adkfightwear.com. What's the promo code for us, Scumby? Use promo code TURTLE, that's T-U-R-T-L-E, and you get 10% off. Ah, makes it so simple. 10% off, promo code TURTLE, ADKFightWear.com. Thanks so much to Dead Frog Brewery. Thanks so much to Sisu. Thanks so much to FlowCombat.com. And thanks so much to you for listening. We'll be back next week.